Hello and welcome to episode 19 of You Grieving Girl. I'm Nikki and today I'm going to talk to you about um, apologizing while you're grieving. And this was recently brought to my attention. It was something that I didn't even think about it until someone pointed it out. And then I, or a few people actually pointed it out and I said, oh my goodness, you're right. So when I'm talking about apologizing, I'm talking about um, the tendency to minimize your loss uh, in an effort to make others feel comfortable. Uh, For example, um, I was recently in a situation where someone who um, I've been around a few times, but, you know, they weren't like in my immediate circle or anything like that. Uh, they didn't know that my father had passed away. And so, you know, they asked for him where he was because we were very close and where I was, he was, where he was, I was. So when she asked, you know, and I'm like, you know, unfortunately he passed away last year and I'm telling her and, you know, and then I'm like, oh, and I'm sorry that I had to bring that up in this in this time, you know, I know it's really depressing and all of this stuff. And when she left, um, some people that I knew, they were like, stop apologizing. And I didn't even know what they were talking about. And they pointed out to me that it's not my job to make someone feel comfortable about my loss. And and then I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, unconsciously I do when if someone asks me about my my mom or most recently my dad and then you know I I tell them and then it almost turns out like I'm comforting them um and then along with minimizing a loss you know um answering invasive questions and it's something that I didn't think about and I really, I didn't have, I didn't go through this as much with my mom, I think, maybe because she'd been ill so long or whatever, but my dad, um, so the same person came up to me maybe like 20 minutes later and it was, well, how did he die? And, you know, and I'm, I'm telling them and, you know, it was really, it was just bizarre. It was kind of one of those like moments where you're doing something, but it's like you're on autopilot. And again, um, those same people, they're like, you don't have to answer any questions. Um, that's none of her business. She doesn't know him. And even if she did know him, you know, you said that he passed away and that should suffice. suffice. And, you know, they were saying it's really invasive and rude. And again, I'm like, you know what? It is. And having to relive uh, that experience for me is, is very tough, which I believe that's why I I try to minimize um, minimize it for others. Um, and then, you know, in this situation that we're in now, you know, the first thing out of somebody's mouth, well, was it COVID? And again, it's just like, that's none of your business. I understand that, you know, many of us across the world, we've all been impacted, but it's just very... Um, 
a very forward question. And so now that someone brought that to my attention, I really am going to be mindful about that because it goes along with that protecting your space, which I talk about constantly. Um, really, I've learned and I, and deep down I, I knew this and I just, I wasn't putting it into practice, but you don't owe anybody an explanation. You know, it's, if you want to share with someone, yeah, hey, so-and-so passed away. Um, if you would like to volunteer that information, you can, but you don't have to. Um, I, I don't like actually sharing that information, uh, especially when it was it was multi-layered and there were things that I knew about and things I didn't know about. And so it's a lot and it's very stressful. So if someone asks you something that makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to tell them and don't apologize um, when someone tell when you tell someone that you've lost your loved one. And if you're somebody who had maybe has not experienced grief, please don't ask him. I mean, it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, how so-and-so, and then you finally pass away. Just say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Don't, well, how are you, how are you doing? And, you know, what are you doing with your life? So it's kind of like that, my very first uh, episode when I was saying things to not ask uh, someone who's grieving. Um, and if I think about it, that's probably when I started uh, making a way for people and kind of comforting them and, and trying to take some of the heat off of myself. So just, you know, if you find out somebody passed away, oh, I'm so sorry. Keep it moving. If they want you to know what happened or, or how that person passed, they'll tell you. I know for me, um, I like to keep a lot to myself, but we may be talking and then you know, I may bring up, oh, yeah, when this and this, da, da, da. So you might even find out without even asking. But again, it's none of your business. That person is not obligated to tell you anything. And it's actually really rude to ask someone such an invasive question. Um, so I think for me, what well, I know for me from now on, I'm setting boundaries with people and I'm protecting my space and, you know, I'll, hey, yeah, my dad passed away or, you know, my grandma, she she passed away. My mom passed away and keep it moving. It's it's not necessary to do follow up. It's it's just a fact. This is not the time when I need to um, help somebody like get over this loss because I'm dealing with it and when you're comforting somebody else, it's it's kind of taken away from you and your healing. Um, another thing that I've uh, encountered recently, and I've started to think about it, and you know, I, I feel like I've mentioned this a few times, but uh, this this week it's really been apparent to me that I need to stop trying to put myself um, or mold myself into a box that others have created for me. You know, I'm, I'm a year out for my dad and this month will be the fifth uh, year that I've marked without my mother. 
Uh, it's also will be that first without my father. And so just really dealing with that and everything that comes with it. And I, I mentioned it in our last episode, how my body sub- subconsciously is dealing um, with those effects of those those last few weeks of my mother's life and that muscle memory and and I'm just I'm not feeling a hundred percent um I, I'm feeling sad sometimes I'm feeling frustrated and it's it's a lot that I keep bottled up you know I think sometimes people will think when you are someone who tends to share especially I mean I have this whole platform where I'm discussing grief with you guys, but people think that you are sharing every single detail of your life when in reality, they're just getting a snapshot. And so on the outside, you know, I've talked to you guys about how I'm dealing and I'm trying to adjust, but on the outside to many people, you know, my life has moved on. I'm fine and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and, you know, I'm managing it so well. And for the record, no one likes to hear that they're managing a situation well when it's dealing with grief, you know. I understand that it can be inspiring inspiring to you to you or to others but for that person they're literally just trying to live their life in the best way that they can um and so it's bizarre I know I feel like I'm I'm telling you all of these rules and for grieving which there there really aren't but for if you're supporting someone you know telling them how great you are and so and so would be so proud and sometimes it just takes you into that moment and you just it's just reminding you why you had to be so strong because you've um encountered this this terrible loss and it can just add to um an already uh, stressful situation when you're grieving um I've been struggling and and it kind of goes with the you don't owe anybody explanations um, for example, as I said, I, I seem to people who maybe are in my inner inner circle that everything is fine and, you know, I'm doing this and um, I've uh, made adjustments in the house and I, I've done that. But in the same sense, my dad's room is still untouched. I haven't even taken the sheets off his bed. Here we are a year later. Um there are things that still need to be done that I can't even make myself do. Things that aren't, you know, on a time time limit. So I might be able to get up and work every day, but beside, behind the scenes, I, I have all of these things on my mind that are stressful. And it's easy to say somebody, oh, well, don't think about it, or that doesn't matter, or whatever, but it matters to me. And, you know, every time I I go by my dad's bedroom, and it's just every time, it's just this this wave of emotions. And, you know, 
his door was like always open. Like he was a weirdo. He even <laughs> slept with his door open. So when I would get up to go to the bathroom, I don't care. It could be one o'clock in the morning. It could be five o'clock. He, hey, my daughter. In the middle of the night, it was weird. And that was even when my my parents were married. He was just a we. He was just weird. And so going and. I keep that door closed because I can't bear to look in there. Um, it's a lot. And so I've had people um, that I care about and that care about me, you know, oh, you know, you don't want to be stuck in the house. You need to do this. Or I'm having a Zoom uh, with friends. You should get on. And then when I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not going to make it or I don't respond. And and sometimes I might even divulge that, you know what, well, hey, today's not a great day. Oh, well, you know, if you do it, you'll feel better. That's not helpful. Um, and I've reinforced with myself because I've always believed this, but sometimes we need reminders. And, and that's why I'm creating, you know, I created You Grieving Girl because I wanted other people to get these reminders that, you know, these things are normal, these feelings, these things that you need to do sometimes that there's at least one other person in the world that is encountering the same situations that you're encountering, um, that I don't owe anybody anything. And with, with that apologizing, it goes to, you know, somebody invite me, oh, you know, I just... I can't do that, that because I, I don't feel great today. You know, it's okay to just be like, no. And we need to normalize people being, saying, no, I'm not doing this, and other people leaving them alone. Um, and I say that, and I, I, I know I feel like I'm giving you guys mixed messages because, you know, I'm, I'm telling you to check in on loved ones and stuff like that, but there comes a time when we really need to respect other people's boundaries and for you it may for or I'll, I'll say for someone who is supporting someone that's grieving it may seem like hey I need to invite them here I need to include them and oh my goodness they won't do it let me include them in more and this will make them better but that's not always the case you can offer invitation but if somebody declines you don't have to keep hounding them. Um, it's it's overwhelming for me because I'm I'm dealing with this this grief. I feel it's really heavy on my heart right now. And when someone wants me to do something, and it might even sound like a fun thing, but I'm not up to it. Um, and then I find myself either one just doing it and on the outside I seem like I'm fine but inside you know it's, it's a lot of hurt and sadness that I'm dealing with or I'll say that I can't um and then there's a I want to say almost you know accusatory feeling or at least that's what it feels like to to me it's like oh well you know I saw you went and got ice cream the other day or you're working a lot and what do you mean and all of this kind of stuff and um for me I just 
I don't always want to engage with others. I don't want to discuss my grief with them because it's that, you know, hey, yeah, I just, I really miss my mom. And then the person wants to go down this laundry list of comforting you. And, you know, sometimes a person doesn't need that. They just need to sit in their grief. Um, it's difficult, and I'm sure if, if you've experienced grief, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Grief, it sometimes it, it physically hurts you. You're, you're drained, and it's just, like I said, I feel like I, got a, I have a heaviness on my heart, and no amount of someone inviting me out and laughing and all of that is going to fix this this heaviness the only thing that's going to fix this heaviness is time and by being aggressive with someone who's grieving you're actually negatively affecting their grief process um i can only speak for me but i've i've had this conversation with a few others in similar situations, you know, every day feels like a chore for me. I, you know, get up and I, I feed the dogs, I walk the dogs, um, I work. Um, and I do these things because I have to. And I know that we all say, well, yeah, that's life. We have to do things we don't we all do things we don't want to do, but we have to, like, to function. Like, I, it's really difficult to even mundane day-to-day things. And in my brain, like, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but I don't care. Like, you know, people, you know, life's hard and you just deal with it and da-da-da-da-da. But when somebody's feeling a certain way, like, in the grief, you know, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. You know, getting up out the bed can be a challenge for someone that's grieving. And then when you have someone that's pounding them, um, for me, I, another thing that displays for me, because I want to keep my mind off of everything, and the same thing happened when my mother died. Like, I want to work non-stop and it's not necessarily because I need the money it's because it keeps me from having to feel and deal with emotions so on the outside you may see oh yeah she's just you know she's chasing money she's doing all of this but it's really like it's the only thing that I can do to function without going insane so just um, I, I guess give her those preconceived notions for yourself and or for others about that process and just remember that everything isn't as, always as it seems. Um, and if you are inviting somewhere or inviting somebody somewhere or offering assistance and they don't take it or, or they just seem like you know, indifferent. It don't take it personally. It's, it's, it's not you, and it's not them. It's just grief. Um, yeah. Don't, don't help them. Just, just let them be. I promise you. Eventually, they'll break out 
of whatever they're feeling and they'll seek you out. And sometimes when you're overly aggressive in your support, it can put someone off and make them not even want to be around you because it's more of the same. Um, so just be mindful. Just be mindful. Just just let somebody just be who they need to be at that time. And as long as they know that you're there for them and that you care, that's all they need. Um, I really don't like being around people. You know, if I've had moments where, you know, I've, I've went away with friends and that's been great. I needed that or met up with family, but really as a whole, I'm just, I'm still managing this grief and I don't always want to, because even I feel like when I'm with my friends, I feel like my conversation, because to me, it's like my father is still here. And then it's that moment, like in the back of your head, you know, he's gone, but it kind of leads me even when I'm having fun, happy memories, and because my father was so silly, it's still, um, it's kind of, it's kind of a dark moment, so I don't like interacting with people all the time, you know what I do, I take time for myself, which I've told you guys all the time, I go to the movies, I go to movies probably every week, and I either go like a matinee, or I go really, really late, and I just go see the latest movie, and some of them are great, some of them are not, but just that moment by myself, because people are like, oh, you want to see, why don't you invite me, because I want to see it's nothing wrong time to yourself and so I can have two two hours and where I don't have to think about anything and I can just um go on an adventure or see through someone else's life for a little bit and it's a calming and and I feel better and and sometimes even when I'm so anxious and frustrated and stressed like last night it was just it was so much and I and I went and for like 30 seconds I just cried like on a random you know they show you eight million previews and one of them and I don't even know what it's about it wasn't even I don't think it was a sad moment but I was just I cried a little bit, and then I just watched the movie, and you don't want to do that, you're around other people, and then you start crying, and then they want to comfort you, and they want to do all this stuff, and it's like, oh my god, leave me alone, um, so yeah, um, for me, I don't want to, I don't engage sometimes, because I don't want it to take me out of my character. I've shared that I am an angry griever and unfortunately that is making a comeback. And so when I feel like someone, and and notice I said this, when I feel, so it may not even be so, but when I feel like someone or, or people are being really aggressive with me, with my grieving and trying to make me be normal or how I feel like they want me to be because they may not be they might just want to be like you know hey come sit and we can talk or we can do nothing but 
when I'm in that moment, I just, I don't feel like putting on that character. And so if you take anything from what I'm saying today, just know that everybody has a role that they're playing and it depends on which role or or character they're going to show you based on how they're feeling. You might see them in a really raw moment where they're being brutally honest and, and, and sharing certain things with you. Or you might see them when they seem like they're fine and they don't want to talk about anything, but it, they still could be wearing a mask. So just be um, respectful. Have zero expectations on yourself and on others when it comes to this grief pro- process because that's the life that they're living. I know for me, I don't owe anybody any apologies and I'm not going to do it ever, ever, ever again. Um, I'm not apologizing for for my grief and for someone dying. And I hope if you have had a habit of doing that, that you stop because in the end it's harmful to you and, and your mental health. And it, it could be something that you've never even thought about. And so today's Get a Girl guidance is really for you to just protect your space. I I feel like I've said this a few times and, you know, do whatever you need to do to feel safe mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever that is, protect your space. You don't owe anybody any explanations, um, except if you have children and a spouse, don't forget that, don't. You know, don't completely alienate people, but live live in a way that is best for you that's going to help you through this grief. Um, even when it's hard, don't rush that process, especially not for someone else. And with that, just remember that you're grieving, girl. Uh, thank you for joining me again today. Um, please um, like, subscribe, um, you can leave me a review, um, and just share this with other people uh, that are grieving or, or um, supporting someone that are grieving. Uh, we also have a You Grieving Girl group on Facebook. You can connect with other like-minded individuals. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, and um, thank you for joining me today.